I refuse to operate under the pretense of having my shit together. Just as a default state of being. I want you to know that. I just I just want you to make I just want to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> We've lived together for over two years now. And you know, we've owned a hammer this whole time. We've total we've never had to purchase a hammer we because we're men. Not and we have hammer. always had a hammer. And this isn't like a euphemism or nope. anything. This uh, is an actual physical hammer that you would use yep. to beat nails into Well, well, hand. well, well. To smack nails. I would not like to beat. To pound nails. You know, they say that um, in life, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I don't think that is the the idiom, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not really good at idioms. I'm I, gonna be honest. This is a reference for one. We're referencing a, a a hammer bit that no one but us, us gets gets. So there's that. Um, but we're kind of we're kind of just glossing over a big thing. We've been podcasting for a year. One year now. An entire singular calendar year. Yeah. of podcasting. Was it technically last podcast? <laughs> we're not gonna tell anybody. I mean. We needed to get through the year, but you don't celebrate. No. You don't celebrate your first birthday, like, during your first year. You true, celebrate after true. you've completed your first year. Right. No one, no one's calling uh, and saying somebody that's uh, 11 months and 30 days old is a year old. No. Not at all. Not at all. But we are, old, we are one year old. Um, just some things that one-year-olds start to... I, I'm totally making this up. I didn't look this up at all. But some things that one-year-olds can start to do. As sure. a podcast, we can now begin to walk unassisted. Sure. Um, we are starting to eat semi-solid slash partially solid foods. Yeah. As a podcast. Definitely have grip strength enough uh-huh. to hold uh-huh. um, small objects. Maybe a couple words. Yeah. Don't really Can't really form sentences. Probably but, not. Probably not. But a mama... A dada, um, if a our D and D maybe ooh, perhaps maybe an M T G and maybe an M T N G. If our parents were were uh, thinking about our safety, they might have already taught us how to swim by throwing us into a pool as an infant. You know, you joke about that. That's quite literally how mm-hmm. mine and my family has learned to swim. So that is an entire thing like a lot of people do these days is because especially if like they have pools, you don't want your kid to drown in your pool by accident. That oh, yeah. A big thing in like the yeah, 70s. you want them to drown in your pool on purpose. Right. You have to you, you want your hands in that act of don't drown your children, kids. You don't want a f- you don't want fingerprint evidence per se, but you want boot print evidence. I mean, a sack of a sack of oranges doesn't leave a bruise. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but yeah, welcome to the Dungeon Bros <laughs> podcast. I'm Connor and I'm Sam, and we are not brothers, nor are we in a dungeon. But we are collectively a year old now. And it's a little dark in here. It's always dark in here. But uh, this this particular episode of the podcast probably going to be a bit more focused than our regular fare, just because like the only news stories that seemed like the big ones to talk about are all related to the same kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, but first, we talked a bit about the Dragonlance last week. We did. It's coming out here soon. Coming out on December sixth. My brother and father, as I have mentioned before, are readers of the Dragonlance and have been trying to get me to read the Dragonlance for time immemorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had some correspondence with both my brother and father, and around Christmas time, possibly between the week between Christmas and New Year's, that we all love as we can do nothing. Yes, it's a great time of year. I might begin a uh, Shadow of the Dragon Queen campaign with... My brother, my mm. father, my soon-to-be stepbrother-in-law, which is a string a of lot modifiers. Of, yeah, a lot of adjectives. I, yeah. Uh, my stepsister and my sister, possibly. So, yeah. That's another wrinkle in this whole thing. I, I find it... I know a lot of people do it where they play D&D with their families, and I know a lot of parents, especially, who uh, grew up on D&D are... Mm-hmm. N- it's not something I would do with my family. 
I like my family, and my family are. I, I want no if they enter butts about this. My family are a bunch of fucking nerds. Oh. I mean, my brother has his Star Wars podcast, uh, the Star Wars Friends. If you are interested in that, they've had a podcast for several years now. My sister is an avid Harry Potter fan. My dad, sort of a jack of all trades. He was a comic book reader for many years. Um, Lord of the Rings, fantasy, Dragonlance, Game of Thrones. He was reading Game of Thrones before the show, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I wasn't worried that like, oh, my family's going to be like, why the fuck are you doing that? Go like throw a football outside or something, touch grass. I was never worried about that. I was more worried, like, are they actually interested in playing this? Or are they just like, oh, that's neat, and then continue on their lives? But my, Well, again, I, I like my family as well, uh, but they're the more of the, that's neat, mm-hmm. do it over there. My, I, To be fair, we're all kind of in agreement that it's just a nice excuse to see each other once a month. As opposed to the, like, six, seven times a year. Now it'll be, like, 20 total, so... I mean, that's also the reason yeah. we do this podcast is just to sit down and hang out and talk about D&D. Of course. Of course. Uh, one last update before we get into the results of last week's D&D draft. Ooh, that's where we're doing it. We're calling I'm it now? D&D draft? That's what I'm, I'm going to call it. All right. Um, we announced that with, uh, some updates to the Discord. Uh, minor things. Some new emojis and stuff. That, uh, that we talked about that last week. A new moderator with DK Alexander. We talked about that last week. I've updated the roles Ooh. a little bit. I've added some little bling bling. And uh, I've created a... I've, I've customized the specialty server booster role. Which mm. has been assigned to a uh, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Scyther. Who has boosted our server. Because he is just a good old boy. But yes, Scyther has boosted the server because he is an OG and he is now respected as server royalty. There we go. Should, as he should be. If you would like to be royalty, do stuff for us. Yes. And we'll cl- W royalty. Indeed. Indeed. Now you can join our discord. It's free and open to everyone. There's people that are trying to run games all the time. Um, with varying amounts of consistency. Sure. But it's free for everyone to join. You can do link tree in the bio of all our social medias and all of that. Now let's get to the draft. The draft. Last week we were drafting bands, a topic that both you and I were a bit skeptical. A little outside of our our comfort zone. Yes, and I believe that this vote was the closest that it has been thus far. I think so, yeah. Uh, To reiterate, Sam's draft last week was Queen, Elvis Presley, Metallica, Post Malone, and Weird Al Yankovic, whereas my team was The Beatles, The Foo Fighters, Taylor Swift, The Bare Naked Ladies, and The Childish Gambino. Mm Mm-hmm. I was offended that I lost the board game draft. Yeah. I think that's a crock of shit. I objectively had the better team. Again, and I, was, I, I was playing to the audience. And as, and as was the obvious case, I demolished you in the candy draft. Okay, and you got Reese's. I, I, yes. It was the roll of the die. It you, was, and I won. But On initiative. This is our closest result yet. 60-40. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Samuel. Thank you. Very well done. Um, in retrospect, fair. That's a fair. That's fair. I'm okay with not winning that one. That one that you had, you had a solid top three, so I can respect that. Uh, we replaced bands with, I believe, bar drinks. Yes, I think that was the one that ended up making its way into the yes. table. So, as if you are not familiar with the draft, uh, we have a d20 table of various topics that we will roll upon, and we will also be rolling initiative for the first overall draft pick. We will be picking five things within that subject. And uh, whoever has the better uh, team of five things, as voted on by the audience on our Instagram page, mm-hmm. uh, which we post uh, when the podcast goes live on Wednesdays. 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 Now, we have the D&D Magic the Gathering uh, non-spin-down dice, because it's Correct. a D&D dice. So let's see which topic we got today. Seven. Seven. That is fruit. Yes. Oh, Fucking demolition. All right. <laughs> and now we roll. We go roll Z's for initiative. 15. Five. Yes. Okay. Fuck yeah. All right. Number one overall pick in this draft. I could go one of two ways. The head, we, We've talked before about the head sense and the heart sense. Yes. As presented by Nori in The Rings of Power. I'm going to go with my heart sense a little bit here mm. instead of my head sense. I'm going with the strawberry. Ooh, the strawberry. The strawberry is 
in my mind, the apex predator of fruits. The apex predator of fruits. There's many other popular ones. Hmm. The strawberry is it is seasonal. Even when it is out of season, it is still a popular choice. It's got its own pie, as many fruits do. True. It's got. Uh, it can be paired with many other fruits in a smoothie. It is one of the few fruits that I personally enjoy eating just by itself. Hmm. A versatile fruit, a delicious fruit, uh, a a fruit that is so delicious, in fact, that it is one of the core three main flavors of ice cream. The it's vanilla, true. the chocolate, and the strawberry as the tertiary option of the core pillars of ice cream. Mm. So, number one overall picked, the draft. Sam. All right. Uh, I am going to go not necessarily with a, uh, uh, a, a highly flavorful um, fruit here. I'm instead going to go for the basis of just mm-hmm. so many things, mm-hmm. the banana. Ah, the banana. The while, banana. while you can flavor your ice cream, uh, there are many people who make a banana ice cream using banana instead of cream. Yeah, They're the, non, the non-dairy losers of the world. The non-dairy people we unite <laughs> under, the, under the, the banner of banana. I call you losers simply because Sam cannot consume dairy. I cannot... It hurts my belly. But the banana, that's a solid, that's a solid pick. That's a solid pick. Phallic. Phallic, yeah. Very popular with our primate brethren. Also very popular with people who do exercise. Indeed. Oh my good, gosh. good way to recharge after a race. A banana bread when they I love a banana machine. Yeah. I mean, that's a solid, that's a solid pick. I think there's really three fruits in my mind that could have all been number one picks. Mm-hmm. The third one being, of course, my second overall pick, and that is the apple. Oh, that's going to be my second the overall apple. pick. Yeah, of course. It's a good one. Of course. Uh, popular amongst the children, often offered as a side at fast food restaurants mm-hmm. as sliced apples for the children is the healthy option. The apple pie, the apple crisp, mm-hmm. the apple butter. Oh, yeah. They're, the apple juice. Oh, the classic, the P- apple juice. The the, pe- the how many how many random inventions have there been made to simp- to like peel a spiral of apple skin off? Just so many. The bobbing, so the many. bobbing for apples, the caramel apple, the apple jacks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the apple jacks as much, but the apple is again a very versatile fruit, mm-hmm. uh, very popular with the fall flavors of cinnamon and brown sugar and also one of like the few fruits that e- people easily grab w- gravitate to when using meat such Indeed. as pork oh my gosh an apple chutney yeah a lovely chutney of apple i mean pork the apple sauce sl- the apple sloss ooh the apple s- <laughs> the apple sloss the apple sloss <laughs> if you will a very versatile fruit i think we have clearly covered the top 3 options yes. now Yes. Where are we going to end up, Sam? Um, ooh, I have two thoughts here, and I think I am going to go with the summertime classic of the watermelon. Ooh, the, the watermelon. <laughs> you may be in a relationship, but I'm never alone. I, what keeps me company is watermelon. Watermelon, indeed. Indeed. I had a I had a friend in college, Alexis, who was a very big fan of the watermelon vi- vines, and the, would quote I, them endlessly every single day. They're cl- they're a classic. They are they are a classic of that in, of that era of the internet for sure. But the watermelon this may be contentious for me, coming from me. Not a fan of the watermelon. That's okay. It's an over I believe an overrated fruit, but I recognize its popularity. I think a lot of the time the issue is that the fruit itself is not. A lot of people don't know how to pick a good watermelon, and so a lot of people just spend their lives eating bad watermelon. But it is also uh, one of the most popular uh, fruits to stick full bottles of liquor in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. There's also a one, I will give you credit for a wonderful bit from the not late, but still great Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, one of his great comedic bits about the grocery store. He goes on a tangent about the watermelon and how the invention of the seedless watermelon makes very little sense and how he mu- they must have the melons like humping now or something <laughs> to yes. reproduce the seedless watermelons. A, a solid pick, a solid pick. Something that is notably absent from both of our lists right now and really I was surprised you didn't go with one of the many citrus options. I that was that was that was another option I was thinking of. This the citrus is very underrepresented in our list right now, so I'm going with the citrus choice. Pure value. 
Mm. Purely for the value. The lemon. The lemon. Okay. Okay. Now, am I more partial to the orange in my citrus? Yes. Yes, I am. But the lemon is where you're getting the real value here. Simply, it's versatility in the cooking. Yes. Uh, the lemon peel, the zest, the oils, the effervescence. You can use it as a garnish in many a cocktail. It's the base of a mixer portion of many cocktails. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, the lemonade. True. Lemonade, a classic staple of the American dream. The lemonade, the lemonade stand, a, a crisp, refreshing beverage on a warm summer's summer's day. A warm summer's eve. The lem- the lemon is a year-round fruit. It is a versatile fruit, a fruit that is used to accent some of the more popular fruits. The apple pie mm-hmm. is much better with a little bit of a little bit of that lemon juice in there, partially to help keep the apples from browning. True. But fight off the scurvy. You got to fight off the scurvy. You got to, you're constantly in fear of the scurvy, as you should be. Yes. So if you haven't eaten a citrus fruit in about three years, you might have scurvy. Yes. Yes. But the lemon is uh, my third overall draft pick. Mm, Okay. Well, uh, I am going to then, I'm going to go with its partner in crime, the lime. The lime. That's a solid pick. It's a great coastal, like especially if you go to uh, the, the south, the southern coasts, and the, the western coast of the United States, you'll find a lot of things, uh, like beers are made with limes, mm-hmm. many vodkas infused with limes. Um, but then you got like the key lime pie. The key lime pie, the margarita. The margarita with uh, salt all around that rim, 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 rim. Now... Obviously, the coalescence of the two with the lemon-lime various sodas is popular. Now, when you're walking down the grocery store aisle, you're like, oh, man, I've I've got... The singular aisle of the grocery store. Exactly. (laughs) The one, the only one, the singular. You've got your cart full of things, and at the end, as you do at grocery shopping, you end with the produce. Mm -hmm. You never start with the produce. Don't want to crush it. No, I'm mostly being facetious, but... Also, stores are meant so that you turn right and go over. Anyway, fair. The you've got you, you've got your cart filled up. Maybe you're using one of the new new wave carts where you can like scan the contents of mm. it. If you're like keeping a tally, like maybe you're maybe you're not as well off as some other people that are shopping in this grocery store. You see someone more affluent, they go up and they grab both the limes and the lemons. Yeah, because they can just afford that. Now, you've got two dollars of head of headroom. Mm-hmm. with your budget right now and you need a citrus fruit is there anyone really going to be picking the lime over the lemon in that situation i would argue not i mean it depends on if if you're a college student probably because you're going to want that lime for your your coronas of course or your margaritas like we mentioned the margarita, the, but the i think wedge for the tequila shot exactly but i think yeah there's a, a lot of people going to go go for the lemon depending on what your uses are the lemon i think is would be the deciding factor between the two. Personally, I also enjoy a lemon over a lime, but still, you got the lemon first course, due to initiative. Uh, I will also be getting the orange. Yep. The I last of the core citrus fruits. The core three. The big three. The big three citrus. Obviously, the orange juice, the orange wedge as well. Um, I recently saw a TikTok for the peeling of the orange. One of the, the hardest parts of eating the orange is the peeling of the orange as we're we're well aware of sure sure and unless you're a man and just eat the entire thing i mean that's an option (laughs) that's that's a way to do it but i found two interesting ways to quote unquote peel an orange now when you're juicing a citrus Particularly the limes and lemons. You have a little handheld thing that you mm-hmm. put it in and then you crush it and it basically inverts the skin and crushes yeah. it. If you were to cut an orange in half, you can pop that thing open and it separates along the various membranes and then you can just easily peel off each individual wedge without having to slowly peel out sure. the rind all the way around. You can also chop off the ends where like the stem and the butthole are. Yeah. Just, just chop off the stem hole and the butthole. You... St- <laughs> You cut those off, and then you do, like, one nice little slit along the remaining peel, and then you can just kind of roll it out like a scroll, and then you got all these little wedges in a nice little line. Much better than the standard practice of just peeling off little chunks of the rind as you go. Not to mention the orange juice. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the breakfast various, staple. The breakfast staple. The, the cousin of the orange, the grapefruit. 
a wonderful technique. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look that up, kids. No. The orange flavored candy, I would argue one of the better true candy flavorings for the fruit candies. Depending um, on depending on the uh depending on the, the 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 candy itself. There are some that you're like I would rather have the lime flavor. Of course. Fair. Well, and I'm sure people are screaming about the cherry. What about the cherry? What about the red? It's it's solid. It's decidedly second fiddle. Mm, indeed. To the orange. Samuel. Yes. Fourth overall pick. Ooh, fourth overall pick. Okay, let's see. So far, I've got banana, watermelon, lime. Um, hmm. I guess I'm going to go with the grape. The grape. Grape. You know, uh, it it's one of those that... It's an easy it's an easy side for a child's lunch. Mm. Uh, the grape flavor often is fake is though numerous in suckers and medicines. And personally not not a fan of that artificial grape mm. flavoring myself. The raisin. I could be the raisin. Ugh. I like I'm, I'm raisins are horrible. I'm okay with the raisin. Raisins are the worst one of the top five worst foods ever. You also hate coconut, so... Coconut is also one of the top... Is the number one top worst food ever. And the green bean. Number two on the worst top foods ever. His opinions are bad. I'm well aware of that. My opinions are of the people. Now, this is is a bit of a sly pick, because obviously you can do the fun, like, Roman emperor feed me the grapes thing, which is always a fun bit. But the sly little like subtext here, I'm not sure if you've factored this in, is the wine. The wi- yes, the, the wine, the, the wine. fermented, juiced mm-hmm. grape. It's a good pick. That's a value pick. It's a very val- It's a very good value. I respect that pick. I would not pick the grape personally, but I respect that pick. But since we're on the subject of value, okay. Ooh, this is your fifth pick. And you're going my, my last, my last pick, and one that I was wondering if or when it would be coming off the board, and yet here we are at the end of our draft, the final round, and it is still there. That's the cherry. Mm. The cherry is, for one, a flavor that, as we as mentioned we previously, mentioned. very popular with the fruit candies popular garnish for the cocktails yes and the superior form of the fruit cup that you would buy for children is the one that includes the, the cherry the, the extra fruit, cherry the fruit cocktail yes the the grenadine the grenadine is actually pomegranate what yeah grenadine is pomegranate syrup I'm just on images. I'm looking at bottles. This one's got some fucking raspberries on it. Grenadine is traditionally made from pomegranate. That's crock shit. Grenadine is a commonly used non-alcoholic bar syrup characterized by its deep red color. Pomegranate. Pomegranate, man. But like the on the house brand, the one that everybody has, has got a fucking cherry on it. I don't know what to tell you. How dare they? How dare they? I still go with the cherry. It is that's that's absolutely the cherry, the an cherry, acceptable answer? It, this I tangent think, aside, I was gonna say I think I think were you to rebuke your your statement and change it to pomegranate, that would be weird. I would I would for one, I would never select the pomegranate for this list. How dare you? The pomegranate would be a weird choice for this list. I am not, I am not a human that has periods. So I don't have to worry about the pomegranate. <laughs> Sometimes you say things. <laughs> I say things. I do say things. But pure value with the pure at, 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 at a fifth round slot. This is this is a, this is a third round caliber fruit. I'm getting for a fifth round pick. I. It's a solid option, Sam. Your final. Pick uh, my there. final, and I'm going to go with my heart here because I had them. Uh, fresh from the yard because we grew them when I was growing up. Uh, but the raspberry, the raspberry, the raspberry. Of course, of course. Another solid option. A popular blue flavoring. Yes, the raspberry. Even, even though they come in varieties of black and red. Yes. Classic color combination that makes blue, black, and red. Mm-hmm. It's known, known. Of course, uh, they World call that color combination in magic 
raspberry. <laughs> they call it Rakdos. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Kinda. So, the final teams, my team, the strawberry, the apple, the lemon, the orange, and the cherry. Sam's draft team, the banana, the watermelon, the lime, the grape, and the raspberry. Those are solid lineups. I feel like <laughs> we're missing we're missing a couple big ones here, I feel. And Hale says Rakdosberry. <laughs> Rakdosberry. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've created two different like mini bags of jelly bellies or jelly beans. Yes. Yes. And it's like yes. mine's kind of the tropical and yours is the um Mine's like the fruit the, punch. The fruit punch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it really is. That's fascinating. If you if we were to collect our flavors together, you would be the tropical variety of the candy and I would be the fruit punch variety yeah. of the candy for yeah. sure. Fascinating. Fascinating. Now I do enjoy a fruit punch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy punching a fruit as well. I haven't haven't tried that. <laughs> haven't tried that. We got some I'm good. Fruit. I'm good. I'm good <laughs> to not do that. But I'm good to not do that. Honorable mentions here. Mm. Honorable mentions. These are some heart choices for me. The mango. Yes. I love a mango. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I love a mango. Not a big fan. How dare you? The pear. Okay. I like a pear. Pear matches pear. nicely with the apple. I enjoy a pear. The blueberry. I do like a blueberry. I, I, there are a lot of people who don't like the blueberry and also uh, uh, claim that it is not actually blue. Now, it's purple. But purplish blue. It's like, it's halfsies. It depends on, it depends on the time of year. True. True. The the blueberry I would never select for this list because as a fruit in and of itself I would never prefer to eat a blueberry raw versus a blueberry cooked into something else. Personally, fair. Personally, I do like a blueberry pop tart. Now some things that I'm I'm very pleased did not make the list. The honeydew, all all, vari- oh, yeah, all varietals no. of the melon. The if you're if you're getting a fruit tray for a party and you get the fucking melon tray, just don't go. Or if there's a cantaloupe in the, in the rest of the fruit salad, it just tastes like cantaloupe. <laughs> the, the, the reason they do that is because they're trying to they're trying to liquidate the cantaloupe stock, obviously, because no one wants to fucking eat that shit. Clearly, agreed. And of course, we could have gone with a fun pick the 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 passion fruit, the dragon fruit. See, the dragon fruit, while neat looking, has no flavor. That's true. That's true. So, those are the drafts that will be up on the Instagram for you to vote upon. And hopefully the the indignation of week one is properly remedied mm. after this selection. Mm. We'll see. Now, what do we want? Do we have any... If you want to put, give us a suggestion in the TikTok live chat for what to replace the fruits category with... You're more than welcome to. Of course, we have some things such as the superpowers, the breakfast foods, the vegetables, the D&D, the D&D monsters, not pets. Pets is its own thing. Articles of clothing, drinks to order at a bar. We are actually those are already on. That's already on the table. Whiskies. We are we are whiskey fans we in and of ourselves. Medicines. That's a weird one. Medicines <laughs> is a weird one. We wouldn't actually be rating them on how well we like those medicines. We'd just be ranking them on the names of the medicines. Maybe. Uh, months. That's another weird one. But I like it. It's a very limited selection. Very limited. We'd be leaving 12. two months out. And I, I feel like you might be able to guess which two. Yeah. 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 August is not going to make the list. <laughs> August would not make my list in a million years. But those are some of the options. Do we have any suggestions in chat? Uh, none yet, but we have uh, a, we have quite a bit of th- uh, uh, we have quite a few more things to talk about this podcast, and uh, we'll, we'll address this be at the end. added in later. We'll address this at the end. Of course, the main topic of today is Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Several yes. new bits of information. Uh, the first one, of course, the most important thing we should lead with, uh, it, along with the Paramount production of Scream 6, have had their uh, release dates flipped around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves is going to be delayed about a month to March 31st, 2023, replacing that date that was previously held by Scream 6, and Scream 6 will now be coming out on March 10th. Yep. Now... The comedy inherent in the D and D movie, being like, um, "Let's do this next month, guys." Yeah, <laughs> it's not lost upon me. Hey guys, I can't make it today. Damn it! Damn it! 
Now, this is the second delay that uh, the D&D movie has experienced. It was supposed to release at the end of 2022 originally, and then once uh, the trailer came out, I believe, is when they announced that it would be in March Mm -hmm. of 2023 instead. Now, delays, of course, are... I'll wait for the siren to pass. It'd be really awkward if this wasn't picked up on the mics. Then we We're stopped. just sitting there quietly. We just stopped for nothing. That's unfortunate. But as we, as is the case with movies and games, delays are never fun. No. But, silver lining, delays rarely, if ever, make the end result worse. Yes. The, the, yeah. This one sounds just more like a, uh... Executive order of we're going to change things around to fit timings as opposed to we we're we're fucking down to the deadline and still not done yet. There's a bit of that. Maybe uh, they don't really give a great reason other than just like their movie slate. But I also wouldn't I I would imagine that D&D Honor Among Thieves would benefit from another two weeks of CGI polishing a lot more than Scream 6 would probably as well. it's going to have a ton of CGI, a lot of computer-generated stuff, a lot of special You're effects. You're telling me they're not bringing in a live owlbear for that scene? They're endangered, Samuel. They're endangering somebody by not doing that. <laughs> Fair. But, again, the movie has been delayed March 31st. We'll be very excited. We will be going to see that movie. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, maybe... Now, th- I'm calling an audible here. Perhaps. Perhaps, maybe. We could... Pl- we, You and I could plan... I, I know we're bad at those. We're really bad but at planning. We plan on doing like a TikTok live in the car talking about D&D on the way to the movie and then Ooh. lead in and then of course end the live so that we don't broadcast the movie. Yes, on the be. internet. But that would be a that would be a fun thing to like hang out with people that are also maybe going to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I would love to see it the night it releases. That'd be cool. If at all possible, that would be wonderful. I mean, we can plan for that. We can we can do our we best. can put it on the calendar. We can we can Start quick. Somebody send us a calendar, and we'll put it on there. Of course. Anyway, the other the other two Honor Among Thieves story. There is a prequel to D and D Honor Among Thieves, and it will be in a comic book form published by IDW sometime in February of 2023. In the lead up to Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, it is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves: The Feast of the Moon prequel from writers Jeremy Lambert and Ellen Boner. B-O-E-N-E-R I don't know how else you want me to pronounce that Fair enough And artists Eduardo Ferragato And Guillermo Sana Released approximately one month before The live action film Feast of the Moon introduces readers to two characters Featured in the movie as they set off On a mission to stand against a dictatorial Ruler Love me a prequel comic Sure Love a prequel comic. And I, I do like that it is it is prequel. It is actually coming out before the movie. Indeed. That, that is true. That is true. Uh, if you want to read some details of the premise of the comic, I don't want to get into spoilers here. But uh, it does seem to tie in quite closely with the movie. Um, get a bit of an introduction to the party mm-hmm. and some other factions and characters around as the Forgotten Realms. A vast realm. Indeed. A vast realm with many moving parts. And the movie is only going to be able to touch on so much. Love a prequel comic. I love what uh, Critical Role did, as we always bring up the Critical Role. We do. The the prequel series of comics, the Mighty Nine Origins, as well as uh, the Vox Machina Origins, Origins, are all wonderful, wonderful little self-contained comics. I am particularly fond of the Caleb Widogast Origins Mm. myself. Gonna be honest, I haven't read them. I know they've been up on the shelf. I've read them. I know. I read them. I'm, I'm bad at the, one, the ones that we have. We don't have all of them. We don't have all of them. Um, but I have read them. I, I enjoy them quite much. I'm not a big comic book reader. I'm not either. But we love a comic book movie. We love a comic book adaptation. Indeed. Really. Indeed. But again, yeah, you know, it's a good time. I love. I love it. I like that they're going all in on this. And the the final little bit here is that the Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves merch is going to include D20s that transform into <laughs> monsters. 
the pictures on this are wonderful. Uh, they're they're very high quality pictures. There are going to be four of uh, options available: the red dragon, the black dragon, the owl bear, and the beholder. Um, these are going to be called dicelings. The little dice. Little little transformers base uh, or. These toys appear to be more based on Transformers rather than Bakugan, which, of course, as we remember, rolly magnet things that pop up into monsters. And as we discussed prior to the start of this podcast, a Bakugan-style D20. Obviously, you would want an oversized D20 to Mm -hmm. get all the intricacies in. But if you were to roll a natural 20, having a magnet on the one side and then perhaps a special dice box that was lightly magnetic so that when it landed, the magnetic hold would activate some kind of mechanism much like the bakugan and then it would flip open mm-hmm. as the bakugan do that'd be cool that would be very cool and then you just got like a little beholder because you rolled a natural 20 uh the there these four um are going to be available for pre-order through hasbro paul Pul- yep. hasbro pulse which is their app um for 13.99 each and they're expected to launch in spring of 2023 uh, the four that they have are the Red Dragon, the Black Dragon, the Beholder, and the Owl Bear. Owl Bear. And these things are fucking adorable. <laughs> these are going to be great gifts for your D&D friend, lover, DM. Your friend who is a D&D lover or your yes. D&D lover? The lover yes. you have in D&D. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hey. Yes and yes. Fair. These things are awesome. Um I, they they don't really have a good uh, representation for scale in terms of how big they are because we have some we have the oversized d twenties that we rolled initiative for the draft with, and they are bigger than a standard d twenty, but they're still quite small. And I'm looking at these and I'm looking at the intricacies of how clearly they will need to fold together to create a d twenty and then unfold to create wings and eye stalks and legs and heads and arm and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious how oversized these are going to be. Because clearly they're not going to be the size of a standard D20. That would be minuscule. No. Uh, They do have small parts. So if you are a child under three, uh, be careful when you put them in your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) All children under three that are watching this podcast, please. Absolutely. Careful when putting them in your mouth. I'm looking at the product details right now, and I tell you... I have not no much. idea. No, no representation of scale. Sadly, it is not an Amazon listing where... Uh, for certain them. products, they show a shadow human holding them, so you have a reference for how big the box is relative to a humanoid figure. Tim for scale. Um, Banana well, for scale. So, Enhale93 uh, uh, asks, what are your overall expectations for this movie? We, we talked about it when the Honor Among Thieves trailer came out, that there's one of two ways that you could go when making a D&D movie. You could take it seriously and live in the world and make it like a grittier thing and just try to set up a nice fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Or you could lean into D&D as the game and how it exists and how it plays, which is not necessarily the realities that are being presented in a setting. Correct. You're going to have a lot more goofiness. You're going to have a lot more like, I have, uh, you guys are in a coliseum and you're just fighting some iconic monsters. <laughs> You know, and that kind of energy is, I feel like, very clearly present in Honor Among Thieves, which I'm much pleased to hear about. You're going to have some serious themes. Obviously, you're going to have a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have, like, it seems like there's some politics in there, but you, but with uh, Chris Pine being the bard, uh, as well as a druid, like, you, you're going to get some weird shit, and I'm interested to see how it all weaves together. Yes. But... If you go into it with the expectation of I'm going to just have like a fun action romp comedy kind of like Marvel movie slash like Uncharted Mm -hmm. kind of just fucking around and having a good time, then I think you're going to be very pleased with that. Yes. You're going to you're going to be you're going to be like Leonardo DiCaprio with it like like pointing at the screen being like, I know what that is. I know that's a mimic. I know that's a displacer beast. Ooh, he just cast fireball. So, yeah, we're. The, the, you know, if you watch the previews or the trailer, it is very, at least the trailer seems to be high quality. Um, but as far as the story goes, we have a general outline, but man, we, do we know little? Do we know little? So our expectations are at this point, I don't think either of us is going in like this will be the cinematic uh, uh, move of, of, the, of, the, of the, yeah. Yeah, the century. No. Not at all. Not, Not at, at all. all. No. Just 
go in and have fun. All right. It's always a good time. Oh, 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 time for the other news. Yeah. Wrapping up. Wraps up. Wrap up time. Wrap up time. Uh, Game Informer has an exclusive look at Dungeons & Dragons Onslaught. Uh, I use the term exclusive lightly. Uh, <laughs> it is clear that they got just a bit more in-depth access to some extra bits in addition to... All, 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 most of the images are effectively the same as the uh, preview kit that we got from our trip to Gen Con yes. earlier in the fall. Uh, they include some bigger monster miniatures, uh, but the map is the same. The player character miniatures seem to be the same with a couple extra new ones. Uh, it seems like they depict some new scenarios, but it largely is the same. I'm interested to see if D&D Onslaught is going to just be that one board or if it's going to have a couple of different board options. Um, I feel like it could get a bit stale if it was the same board yeah. over and over again. I mean, we know that they are going to have multiple scenarios and where you have different monsters and different objectives, even, it sounds like. But, yeah, if, if it's just... It was, a what, an 8x8 throne room or a 10x10 little mini throne room? Yeah, doing yeah. that same dungeon room over and over I, and I different mean, different spawn points and different enemy locations and different sub objectives for victory and different terrain. Yeah. Could spice it up, but ideally, this board would be like double sided mm -hmm. and maybe a th maybe two boards, so you have four total options uh, just to help spice things up. Even if it's just like effectively the same layout, but like a snow one or like a forest one, like it's just something to make it a bit different. Um, and then obviously this opens them up to the ability to be like, here's D&D Onslaught expansion packs that come with a new map and a new faction and some more and a new couple new scenarios and that kind of stuff. And we know they have a pretty aggressive seat, like seasonal layout or a uh, release schedule coming, um, with this to keep up with tournament play and game store play. So yeah, I see as a possibility yes uh if you have not experienced dnd onslaught it's a wonderful write-up it's a quick read some good images dnd onslaught of course set to release 2023 date unspecific but we'll let you know when we know more right next up uh, dungeons and dragons is apparently banned in federal prisons <laughs> Well, we got a bunch of we got a we got some satanic panic in the in the American judicial system. Yeah. So apparently, um, the Federal uh, Bureau of Prisons or BOP, BOP bans all D and D and role playing games uh, from being purchased by the inmates. Um, any rationale for this ban is unfortunately currently under redaction. Uh, so we don't have too much to go on, but we do know that the D the inmates are still secretly playing D and D. Um, there I, are I, that's so appropriate, right? Still, still playing D and D in the prison basement. Hey, you got laundry duty today? I don't know. I don't know how prisons work. I'm so sorry if they. <laughs> um, but no, there are some some uh, accounts of people who did play or who knew people who played in prison, and uh, it sounds like there's still a lot of it happening in prison. Mostly, mm -hmm. actually, a lot of Pathfinder more so than um, Fifth Edition. Uh, people still play, and the prison staff and inmates kind of have an understanding between them that we won't fuck around and you won't find out. Um, <laughs> Basically, uh, what little uh, reasoning has been given is that it is a hierarchical form of play, where, of course, there's a dungeon master, you know, uh, running a table of people, and the prison officials cite that this could uh, cause competition and lead to gang um, activity, gang violence and activity. Which, to me, just shows a complete and utter ignorance for what D&D actually is versus what they think it would be. Now, obviously, that's not to say you're going to sit down at a D&D table and you're not going to occasionally have some combativeness with a DM. 
And the, you want to avoid those situations in a prison setting where people tend to be a bit more prone to violence. Mm-hmm. The, the society expect the societal expectations of status quo are a lot different in prison than they are in um, general society. But I mean, if they're just playing D and D like most people play D and D, then like they're fucking dragons and and like shooting a chandelier down on a swarm of rats right or like just dumb shit the author point the author of this article from reason.com points out that D offers um uh a chance that most people you know most other activities in society don't give you which is to play the heroes um and it, it but yeah, as uh, currently in the United States, as it stands, uh, there are court cases and laws that have been uh, passed or determined saying that um, any D and D material uh, is not usable. They have they have not the books are not banned currently, I believe, but, uh, the but they can. The but dice. the play and the dice are illegal. Yes, that's that's a shame. That's a shame and a bit. Unnecessary. It is what it is, though. It is what it is. And it ain't what it ain't. It do be like that sometimes. But we have a uh, uh, another collaboration with Dungeons and & Dragons and Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland. They've packed together over 300 pages of Monsters and Mayhem in Rick and Morty versus Dungeons & Dragons, The Complete Adventures, which seems to be a collection of comic book style stories in partnership with Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast published by Oni Lion Forge Publishing. It's going to, Morty's going to be, you know, weird at school as he often is and his grandpa Rick and him are going to, well, they're going to take D&D a little bit more seriously than the rest of us probably would. And if you have if you have the uh, Rick and Morty D and D crossover bundle set, which my brother got for me for Christmas one year, as he and I watched many a Rick and Morty episode together, it is a classic level one to three dungeon crawl with just a Rick being the dungeon master coat of paint over it for all <laughs> like the description text and stuff. And uh, as the players, you are role playing the characters from Rick and Morty playing. A ranger playing a rogue, <laughs> playing a fighter, playing a wizard, that kind of stuff. Sure. it's a fu- It looks like a fun thing. I don't really have that many Rick and Morty fans in my life, so that also play D&D. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of that. Uh, but overall, it includes the original run, uh, issues one through four of Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and & Dragons, and the, as well as Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and & Dragons Painscape as well as a brand new story from Jim Zub and Troy Little featuring Mr. Meeseeks conquering the Forgotten Realms. Do any of those words mean anything to you? Not really. <laughs> I'm not a Rick and Morty person. It'd be like that. It do be like, like that, that sometimes. Just a fun little just a fun little thing. Also, the bean is just taking a little bath right here, right in front of God and man. Anyway. Anyway. Last last, last item. Last little bit. Uh, the Brothers War, or the Magic the Gathering, Brothers War, uh, is scheduled for release on November 18th, uh, with it coming to Magic the Gathering Arenas and Magic Online on the 15th. Uh, this is going to uh, have a couple... They've confirmed a couple of uh, mechanics, which include Meld, where if you cont- if you have two cards on that... Uh, meld, which if you have two related cards on the field at the same time, they say in the description, you can exile those cards, flip them over, and now you have one big card. Um, Namely, the core two characters of the Brothers War, Urza and Mishra. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, there's going to be the prototype mechanic where instead of casting certain artifacts for their full mana cost, you can cast them for a lesser mana cost at a smaller size and different color. Uh, And then the uh, the Unearth mechanic is going to make another appearance in this set, as well as a... uh, token that first appeared in Dominaria United, I believe, with the Power Stones, um, which can be tapped, which are tokens that can be tapped to add colorless mana that cannot be used to cast non-artifact spells. 
Point of order here, they do not sacrifice themselves like a treasure token would. Correct. And you can use that mana to do non-spell casting things, such as activating mana abilities or paying for costs of something associated with like heuristic study that an enemy is forcing you to pay mana mm-hmm. to cancel a counter or cancel some other form of effect. Uh, yeah, as of right now, you can um, pre-order things online or at your local game store, probably. Uh, the booster drafts are over a hundred, are a little over a hundred dollars, um, and the uh, pre-release kits, which we are getting a couple of. Yeah, we will each be getting one, and I also got one for our friend Darren if he is not here in a timely manner and allows us to finally open that set booster box of Innistrad Midnight Hunt, which I really want because I want a Tovalar. As long as he comes over in a timely manner, it's his. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those were, I believe, 35? Uh, they were 35. From uh, our local game store. The pre-release kits are getting more and more expensive with every set they release, sadly. Uh, part of And due mostly in part to Wizards of the Coast being like, well, Magic the Gathering is exploding in popularity and we could probably charge more uh, for effectively the same product. Mm-hmm. You should expect the same kind of things. You're going to get your promo card, uh, some special tokens associated with the set. Uh, you're going to get six booster packs and uh, most probably a spin down dice as well and a nice little nifty box to put them in. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I love a pre-release. Uh, there's also some cool full, full art lands that are available that have some cool mechs in a foggy background of various locales and some uh, old old framed uh, artifacts from Magic's past that will be returning in yep. both non-foil and foil. And I believe one is guaranteed in each pack as well. The I believe the classic artifact. Yes. The retro frames. There retro frames. That's and we're seeing for. some some of those, yeah, more classic things also in retro frames for the first time. Uh, but yeah. I'm excited. I love I love I love a love a card game release. Oh and of course the the yes the the transformers cards uh, which originally released in an unset I believe are now coming as official playable cards. Leverage that IP I guess. Yes, because Hasbro owns both Wizards of the Coast, who is the producers of Magic the Gathering, and they also own Transformers. So you'll have Optimus Prime, Soundwave, Megatron, and Megatron. I believe there's also one other 15, card. There's 15 cards. 15 cards, but uh, those are some of the main ones that we will see in special art. Obviously, you would want Optimus Prime. Yeah, even the dogs outside want Optimus Prime. Or Megatron. Or Megatron. They, they might want Megatron. Not a big Transformers guy. Uh, there's also two Commander Precons as well mm-hmm. surrounding uh, Urza's army and uh, Mishra's army yep. from the titular Brothers War. Sadly, neither of those Precons include a uh, forest of any kind. They are white, blue, black, and blue, black, red. Yep. Decks, which is a shame. Retailing for 47-something-something. Probably 50 bucks, honestly. Love, love a... Love a magic set release. I'm working on several decks myself. Yes, I have. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for some cards in the mail. And also had to reorder some card sleeves. Going to be ordering some and getting some new card sleeves as well. And probably going. Uh, you mentioned this investing in some commander staples to have mm. multiple copies of your soul rings and the like. Command tower, arcane signet, that kind of the stuff. like, that kind of stuff. Newly minted magic the gathering fans ourselves yeah it's only been a few months now very excited and we've already spent a good deal of money i on them. tallied it up the other night how much i personally have spent the poof. we're not talking about it yep do we have any uh recommendations in the tiktok live for contributions to the draft seeing as we are through the news of the week nothing in the nothing in the comments about the draft then uh I will be adding in, let's go with breakfast foods. I like some breakfast foods. Breakfast foods will be replacing fruit on the list. If you want to look at what the list originally looked like, there is a post up on Instagram, and we may update it at some point. Who knows? But We're crazy. We don't know what we'll do. 
something I probably should have addressed at the top of the show as well. We have our this month's free homebrew available yes. now. The Paladin Oath of the Glorious. No, this is not a glory oath paladin. This is a cocky motherfucker. <laughs> this guy, if if you are familiar with the WWE, the professional wrestling world, one glorious Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. This, 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 this paladin is going to be... No one says it like that, by the way. This paladin is... No one. This paladin <laughs> is an arrogant son of a bitch, and he gets his power from his own arrogance about himself. He's uh, got a channel divinity to blind people around him with his own glor- gloriousness. Um, has an aura that enables your allies to use the help action on you. Yeah. Which is cool. Hilarious. And uh, yeah, he can like at higher levels when someone misses him with an attack, you can talk shit to them, make a reaction attack against them and knock them prone. Possibly. So. Yeah. Check it out. It is pay what you want on Drive Through RPG. The link is in the link tree in the bio. In that link, you can also find our YouTube, our Instagram, our TikTok, where nearly twenty nine thousand of you follow us on the TikToks. You can also find a link to join our amazing Discord community server, where many people. I'm not. Even, I'm so losing track of the number of people. We're well over two hundred and fifty people at this point. Hell yeah. Love some more activity in the server. We've got many a text channel to have conversations, D&D and non-D&D related. You can ask us questions for the podcast that we will answer live on the podcast, as well as many game rooms for D&D. We have many people in the server that run games from Mm -hmm. time to time. We would love more people to run games. We have a lot of people that want to play games, not a lot of people that are willing to run games at the moment. So please check it out in the link tree in the bio of all of our social medias. But along those lines, we have a question in the podcast questions channel from... Adirinate. Ooh, Adirinate. Adirinate. A, a, name, a name that I recognize has, yes. has popped up in our TikTok chats before. Yes. Short, sweet, to the point. Would you like to see a Council of the Worms for 5th edition D&D? Sam, are you familiar with the Council of the Worms? I am not familiar with the, the Council, Council of, of the, the Worms. Worms was a supplement released by TSR in Dungeons & Dragons as a setting in 1994 and then later as a box set in 1999. Mm. The premise includes, it is, it is rules and background material necessary for staging adventures with dragon player characters. S- dragon color substitutes for race and class with the addition of proficiencies such as chanting, looting, and religion. And a character kit including the dragon mage, the dragon beast, and the dragon psionicist. The whole premise here being... Many of the dragons are able to polymorph into mm-hmm. humanoid forms, and in their humanoid forms, along with more powerful demi demigod level humanoids, they would be able to have relations and children. And what would those children be like? Mm. Dragon people. So, kind so, of the original Dragonborn in many ways. So yes, immediately yes. That sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> would pair very well with Fizzbands, mm-hmm. Treasury of Dragons. A lot of cool dragon dragon options have come out for D&D in the last year or so. I think that sounds lovely. It does. It sounds like a lot of fun. I like the I like the idea of offering player character options for playing. Of course, monstrous races is one thing, but like literal player options for monsters, I think would be fun. I think that comes back uh, that that's one of those things that we could come back to uh the fact that D that Wizards of Coast doesn't really have a a, a set release schedule well uh, you know as they put out things quarterly we have seen a lack of just a player options book since really um tasha's tasha's and before that xanathar's but there have been plenty of they just throw out adventures they throw out settings they throw out um monster manuals just all the time but yeah i'd love to see a council of worms that sounds like a lot of cool options and of course, if you want to join us and have some questions read on the show, you can also join us in the TikTok live chat as we record the podcast live on TikTok. And I feel like we've been doing better about marking the events on the TikTok live. Hell yeah. On the TikTok. So if you watch our videos and you see a live event tag, you can follow it so you can notified when we go live. Yeah. Sam, what questions do we have in the TikTok chat? IR Frank Op 83, or IR Frank Op 33, anyway, says, uh, what, uh, what is your all-time favorite D&D monster? Wow. That is a that is a broad question. That's a difficult question. Now, 
if it were creature type, I know what your answer would be. Mm-hmm. The ooze, obviously. Yes. It's for individual monster. Obviously, there's the popular ones. The Beholder. Sure. The Dragon. Yeah. The Lich. Mm-hmm. Very well-known, very popular options. The Demogorgon. This might be a bit of a deep cut. Okay. some. And while technically not a singular monster. The Sorrow Sworn. Mm, I am a fan of Sorrow Sworn. I have talked of the Sorrow Sworn before, but the idea of these just like mutilated, um, tested and created beings that embody some of the core like fear emotions we have of not wanting to be alone. So they run up to you and want to hold on to you so tightly that they pierce you with their pointy arms <laughs> in an attempt to hold on to you forever is terrifying. Wonderful options. I've used them in a homebrew game before myself. Very big fan of the Sorrow Sworn. I love a humanoid. I, I prefer a humanoid to a monstrous form for enemies in many respects. Hmm. The Sarasworn are humanoid, but monsters in and of themselves. So I'm not just running kobolds or bandits or humanoid NPCs in and of themselves. Very good. Uh, I would say mine, and this is oh, probably considered an off uh, offside weird one, but um, it's one of the gemstone dragons, but not the gemstone dragons from Fizzbins. It's the gemstone dragons from Matt Colville's um, Strongholds and Followers, which was released like two years before um, Fizzbins. Uh, but it is the uh, Topaz Dragon. The Topaz Dragon. The Topaz Dragon in, well, in, in the art style that, 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 that MCDM used in there. Um, and one of the things MCDM does that I like is they do they intersperse a little story that's going on throughout like their monster manual and i've taken and uh the topaz dragon wormling that they put in there i've actually used in one of my games and it's one of my it's one that's a very fun uh character to play and i ha- enjoy it very much what kind of what kind of breath weapon does the topaz dragon have i don't know off the top of my head it's your favorite yeah he doesn't it's a wormling <laughs> he's a wormling uh he is a wormling a council uh, a wormling demiplane guide Hmm. He is a guide to a giant library on a demiplane. Interesting. 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 Um, so yes, the Topaz Dragon and the Sorrowsworn. Probably not exactly what people were expecting, but there you go. Suck it, people. Yeah, suck it. Um, other than that, uh, Enhale popped in a couple of times and said the dragon fruit tastes like a muted kiwi. The kiwi! <gasps> the tomato. Well, yeah. Why the classic D and D fruit for comparing different abilities? Neither of us went for the meme option of the tomato. I feel like toward the end of our drafts, we usually go like an off the wall thing. Ours were very just like straightforward value across the board for the fruit draft. Guess we just straight up enjoy fruit. Wow, we were th- we were so in depth about our fruit damn enjoyment. Damn, I in hindsight, I might have wanted to take the tomato, but here we are. Tomato not on the list. No. Uh, but the last thing uh, uh, N. Hale said was uh, Magic the Gathering pre-release promos have dropped in qualities in recent years. Yeah. And I've heard that about a lot of um, different MTG uh, uh, products throughout the years, all the way from you know foils to the pre-release stuff. Um, and then, of course, there was the whole 30th anniversary. <sighs> That's um, ridiculous thousand dollar set of four boosters for proxies yes you, it's that not you even had a random chance to get the cool the cool cards you might want it's not a thousand dollars for a set of cards it is a thousand dollars for four packs of cards and a chance at cards from a set that could be fucking worthless and probably is yeah i am not a fan of that no not a fan of that no. maneuver at all um we, I, I, I purchased for us on, I believe it was the last live that we did for the podcast. Maybe oh, the yeah, one before. Uh, yeah, the last one, the one before. The D&D set uh, pre-release kits. I got some on eBay for us. And uh, we got, I got the Book of Vile Darkness promo card. Do you remember what promo card you got? I got, I believe it was some sort of Sogging. Or mm. some sort of mer folk, mer folk of some kind. Yes, it was not. 
it was like a seven cent foil. Yeah. Uh, the Book of Isle of Darkness was more than like a bulk common, obviously, but um, not super valuable. Neat effect as an artifact, and it's neat that you can combine it if you have the Hand of Vecna and the Eye of Vecna artifacts as well. That is a difficult kind of play set to get onto the battlefield and play. It would be a very thematic, very probably yeah. lower power deck. Yeah, for sure. Which is a shame because the card art is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a bit, a bit of a shame that the promo cards are not as cool. I don't know what the promos are going to be included in Our Brothers War Kits. Yeah. So hopefully it's a good one. We'll see. I look forward to uh, opening those. I am too. In Which, the near future. By the, time, by the time we record the next podcast, we will have purchased them received them and fought the store employees and for the completely right eviscerated them for their contents eaten them yep is that all we got Sam? that's all we got in the tiktok chat wow this is a quick one this is a quick one a little that's over okay. an hour that's okay that is okay too we, we went we've gone long on a couple here in the in recent yes. months uh in the coming future I've, I've shot a couple of YouTube videos. Uh, I need to continue shooting one of them quite a bit. Well, one of them, I basically have all the on-camera stuff shot. would love to get that out in the relatively near future, hopefully before the end of the month. Um, we have a couple people in talks to show up as guests for mm-hmm. bonus episodes of the podcast. We also have a, a friend, a personal friend and friend of the show and fellow creator, not a TikTok creator, a YouTuber, uh, wanting to come on and chat once they release the next one D and D play test, which yep. will be a very exciting podcast. That'll probably be a chonk one. Oh yeah. That would be a, that'll be a big chonk one, but that's all we got this week. That's all we got. And of course, link tree in the bio. You can follow us on the TikTok. subscribe to us on the YouTube, follow us on the Instagram. That's Sam runs. That's how you're going to vote on the draft. The draft, of course, being fruits this week, Sam's team, the banana, the watermelon, the lime, the grape, the raspberry, my team, of course, the strawberry, apple, lemon, orange, and the cherry. Currently, the running total is Sam in the lead, two to one on drafts so far. I think it's crock shit. I should be leading two to one. Keep voting for me, folks. I fully accept that I should have lost the band one. Fair enough. No, I'm okay with that. Okay with that. Should not have lost the board game one. I had the better, I had the better lineup. That's just how it is. But he played to the audience that we have on the Instagram, which is new age board gamers. So we picked a lot of new age board games. Anyway, with all that being said, join us on, join us in the discord server. Find us on the TikTok lives. We love doing live things for the podcast. Um, if you have any inquiries, bring it up with the moon. Yes. I, I forced the bean to come nap with us instead of under the table. Yeah, and, Earlier, um, and she's been quite adorable and well behaved. Probably go get that lump on the back of your neck checked out. Mm, yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. And if you play any Mariah Carey song in the next like three weeks, we're going to sick the beholder dice on you. Diceling. Diceling. Sorry. The beholder diceling on you. But not one. No. Like 75. A, a small army. Yes. A veritable army. A veritable force. Not toppling nations, but towns for sure. Yes. Yes. For sure. Much like that cult in Far Cry 5, a game I have never played. Oh. Oh, that's well. <laughs> very good. With all that being said, we, we love you very much. We'll see you in the future. In the meantime, peace. Peace.